shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. Oh, we're doing it. Hello. We're, we're doing the thing. It's Chris Sheppa. I'm Katie Nordgren. Cheers with your fermented lemonade I go to taste to see if it's any good. Delicious. Oh, fuck. It tastes like a shandy. Tastes like, it, it tastes like a shandy. <laughs> and it has a, a recommendation that you mix it with craft beer. I was like, not for us today. We're being very virtuous. <laughs> we're virtue signaling like hell. <laughs> It's you still you still have to have the ice fully or what is this podcast even if we don't it's, have the ice fully? It's got to be jangly. Mm-hmm. It's got to be swingly. Jingle jangle, just like that drug on Riverdale that they're all doing. The show that I have not seen. Oh, you need to watch it. I just like Cheryl Blossom's character. It's like everyone else is like small town hijinks, and then she's like, I live in a Victorian novel. <laughs> She's like, oh, I almost apprehended him, but I had to get my hunting cape and bow. <laughs> and then she shoots a guy with a bow and arrow. Wow. <laughs> so she's like from a completely different show, but she's on this show, basically. Yes. She's technically one of the teens, but her like life is so... Like... She's like an alien, yeah. basically, who like heard about being teens through watching Downton Abbey. Ooh. Being a teen in Downton Abbey times seems... You're just like a kitchen maid or... Nothing. <laughs> or the top brass. Or the top brass's daughter, yeah. Yeah. A little bitch, probably. <laughs> As all rich people are. Little bitches. Says me. Yeah. A rich bitch. Yeah, we're A motherfucking rich, rich bitch. <laughs> I'm not relatable anymore. No. Not that I ever was. We do too much boozy shit. Boozy shit? Bougie boozy shit. shit. Um, and boozy shit. I did, I did outlet mall shopping yesterday. Ooh, Have you seen you this? Um, Sawasan? No, the uh, MacArthur Glen outlets by the airport. Oh. They built like a fucking small town, like an idyllic small town. That's freaky. It's kind of creepy. And when I've driven past it before, I'm like, is this a movie set? But it's actually just like a little outdoor mall. It's not the one with the Michaels, is it? No. Okay. I'm like, are you crafting? No, not crafting. But I did buy a very nice leather purse. I bought myself a chambray blazer from fucking Banana Republic. It's, I'm doing a la-di-da head yeah. motion, but no one can see it but you. I know. And then I got my Old Navy order in as well, so now I have, like, two fancy items to go with all of my, like, jersey stretch knit things. <laughs> That's <laughs> the real Jersey Shore that we come from. <laughs> the Jersey Stretch Shore. Nice. Yeah. Aw, that's where the CX live. <laughs> yeah, basically. The Jersey Stretch Shore. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Oh, my God. How was your week? Um, actually, like, it was awful and really good at the same time, like... Time just has been so compressed to me. Mm-hmm. It was a long weekend, so I went camping. I might have mentioned this on the last podcast. So I went. Yeah, you were leaving, right? So yeah, we were finishing up. Right, right, right. So we went up the Squamish uh, Forest Service Road, and it was delightful. Um, we just found a camping spot. We like tried to find our old camping spot that we went to, and we got out of the car, and it was just like, so we were just like, hmm, it's the May long weekend. We're dumb. Everyone's partying. Yeah. So then we drove and tried to find another place, and we found a spot that was, like, right by the river, and the noise of this extremely full rushing river was so loud that it drowned out any other background any noise. Any of the unsing? Yes. It made it so private, and mm-hmm. we parked our car so it kind of blocked the entrance, so then as soon as the sun went down, we lit a fire and just, like, got naked. Nice. <laughs> and just, like, sat by the fire nude all night. Fucking I've fabulous. I've got mosquito bites in some very alarming spots. <laughs> But Braver woman than I. Totally. Taking your fire bath. Yeah, it was totally worth it. It was so good. I'm it's, so glad. It's a problem that, like, there's no swimming... 
because the river's like super full and dangerous and like silty and stuff and you can't swim in it. Yeah. Um, but then the next day we drove around and tried to find other places to camp for next time. We found a beautiful beach. Oh, cool. That actually has like powdery volcanic sand that's like part river silt, part volcanic rocks. Well, I'll be darned. So it's like white and black sand all mixed together. So it's kind of this like gray, silvery, sparkly beach. Neat. And there was like guys on ATVs with like dune buggies going on this like beautiful sandy spot. And, and there you can kind of walk in at least up to your waist in that part of the river because it's going very lazy and slow and clear. Nice. And so yeah, so we're just like, fuck, we're going to go camping here next time. Not on a long weekend because apparently it was full of hooligans. I hate hooligans. I just never, I make no plans for long weekends ever. I always try to go the weekend before, the weekend after. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's how we uh, snuck through getting to the island with no problems at all. I thought it was going to be nuts because it was Mother's Day, but I guess everybody was just waiting for Mother's Day or for uh, the long weekend to celebrate Mother's Day. Yeah, fair enough. So every, every mom lives in Victoria somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Definitely for grand mom. Yeah. Yes, everyone. And the rest of the week was like, because it was a long weekend, like you just kind of pay for it. Even though you get the day off, you get totally restored. Everything's compressed. But then you go to work and then it's like, oh fuck, I have every email from everywhere and all the stuff to do and only four days to do it. To be illegal I, to email people on a holiday. Yeah. Well, luckily, like, because I only do business in British Columbia now, so... There were no real emails from it, but it's like still the time was compressed. So it's mm-hmm. like all the, you know, documents that we would produce in a week have gotten compressed to four days, mm-hmm. but like even less of a day because I had to travel all day on Friday. So I couldn't Oy. create documents or print anything out or do any. No of, making content. Yeah. No content creation allowed on Friday. Um, but I did get to go to Cranbrook for the day, which was pretty fun. little jaunt for work and got to visit good old Ferdy Belland, who's the bass player of my band. Got to chat with him for an hour about just everything. He's looking well. He is. And he bought a boat. Or he got he got given a boat, rather. Boat uh, gift. Boat gift. That's what they do in the East Coonies. And he's like, it's my God-given mission to get every artsy person in Vancouver to leave Vancouver and move to Cranbrook. And I was like, fucking good luck to you. Good luck to <laughs> you. So if I'm moving to a small town, it will still have to be near ocean. I'm sorry. Like, it was very beautiful there. Yeah. There's lots of mountainousness, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. And, like, a river and lots of lakes and things. But, like, I just don't give a shit about lakes. I'm sorry, lakes. I like lakes. Yeah. But lakes, you basic. <laughs> you basic. I like lakes. I'm a lake. I'm a lake person. Mm-hmm. But I'm also an ocean person. Yeah, I'm an all bodies of water kind of gal. Yeah, I just really I, I prefer the ocean. Smells real good, you know. So, Usually, not always. As soon as I got like off the plane, just like got a big whiff of ocean smell, and it was just like home. Oh. It was so good. And so then, yes, then I went outlet mall shopping. <laughs> it was retail therapy, and it was also like part of a work thing as well because mm. I've been juggling a lot of big unwieldy purses while I'm running around doing stuff and so mm-hmm. I got one that's like a little side satchel thank you a uh, hot tip to listener Laura for telling me that there's a fossil outlet ooh in the uh, I like fossil in the bags. outlet mall there and it's so cute I'll show it to you I got like a business card like a... holder as well mm-hmm. and like everything's like half fucking price it's so nice. good so and yeah nice half price blazer and so I'm going to I'm going to go spend next week it's the final week of the legislative session in Victoria, so I'm going to spend the whole week there. Just, uh, yeah. Did you want to reveal that? Uh... Yeah, that's okay. fine. Didn't I say that I work for the government? Yes, it's true. That's, like, allowed. So I'm going to spend the whole Your week government with... government agent. Yeah, I'm going to spend the whole week with my team, um, and so I have to wear fancy blazers every day because you're not allowed to even walk in the halls of the legislature without a jacket on, and you get shushed and hushed away. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> Everything is made up and stupid. I know. You're not allowed to walk on the red carpet, only, like, 
MLAs can walk on the red carpet. You have to walk on I'm the gonna side. I'm going to scoot my butthole along the red carpet <laughs> like a misbehaving dog. The ushers... I hate these rules. The ushers there are just so proper, too. They're, like, 90-year-old men, and it's like, yeah, I walked by the speaker's corridor without a jacket on to go to the library. They're like, you're going to have to go around. I'm sorry, you're not wearing a proper jacket. I'm like, well, I'm a lady. Do I have to? It's like, if I was wearing a blouse, it would do be I need fine, a, Do too, I need a bolero? But, but, like, yeah, we basically you need to have your arms covered because it's, like, the Vatican or something. <laughs> It's not, but it's just like, it's funny, but yet I still kind of like it. I get to just wander around in a fancy place for a while. And That's fun. Yeah. Try to keep up my new found health regime while I'm over there and having to attend parties and receptions every night, which is going to be difficult to not drink of the wine. Drink of the wine. But there's a gym and a pool, so it's like if I just like say that it's like, I will do this reception, then I will go swim in the pool, so I can't have been drunk. That's fine. We're, it's bad to swim when you're drunk. Yeah, we're, we're kicking off a new leaf podcast listeners. That's how it, that's the phrase for sure. <laughs> kicking off a new leaf. Yeah, you know when you're in a tree and you just like kick a leaf off? Yeah, it sounds like something a, like a Quebecois would uh, would say, like as a malapropism or something. <laughs> like, you know, we are kicking over a new leaf. <laughs> um, so it's like, this is the part of the podcast where we get really smug and we feel really happy oh, about like all of the good choices that we're making for our Oh, health. I'm not smug today. I have no smugness today because <laughs> I had three wines last night and it hurt bad. Not bad, but I'm just like, oh, that's too many of wine. Because mm-hmm. they were nine-ounce glasses, and that's like a bottle of wine when yep. you have three of them. So I didn't feel awesome trying to sleep through that. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, as it, in terms of, like, virtuosity, uh, uh, this morning I'm kind of like, I, I'm paying. <laughs> I'm paying for not... Not following the rules I arbitrarily set for yeah, myself. Yeah, exactly. But we're, yeah, trying to not drink during the week, which is just, mm-hmm. like, a good health thing. And, uh... I'm yeah. trying to keep myself to under, um, six drinks a week, as a general rule. Um, as, like, a max. I'd, I'd like to be more like two to four, but, uh, yeah, I just had reasons I wanted to drink this week, so... Yeah. But I definitely didn't social need... Socializing, yeah. which is good. It's, uh, I recognized when, when we went camping, Ed kind of called me on it and was just like, you are doing the self-medicating thing with booze. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once it gets to that point, then it's like, oh, I'm not actually enjoying this. I'm just like habitually having this and thinking that I need it to like de-stress, but it's actually probably making me more stressed out. So it's a, good, it's a good flag where it's just like, oh yeah, I'm like... Yeah, drinking by myself, not in a social situation, mm-hmm. when I'm just, like, sitting on the couch watching bad TV, which is already, like, an opiate for your brain, like, yeah. so you don't need more things to, like, take the edge off or whatever. You shouldn't have to, so, um, yeah, spent the whole week being teetotaling, and then I had a couple glasses of wine yesterday and was just, like, super drunk, just, like, got back to normal human levels of tolerance within a couple of days, which is, like, good job, body. Yeah, that's wild how that works, but, yeah, I, um... I went with Pascal's Jen to, um, not Bolero, I just want to say that again now, uh, to Bodega last night, which is a little Spanish tapas. Mm. Tapas. I always call them tapas. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, oh, God, it was so good. We ate so many little spicy meats and little potatoes, bravos, mm. patatas bravas. With, like, with the ham around it and stuff? No, it just had, like, this, like, tomato-y, creamy sauce on it. It was so delicious. Oh, God, I love tapas. Like, small plates and sharing them. We should go to Cabrito. On the drive one time, because they have, what I was thinking of, they have these little finger potatoes. Oh, with, the fingerling potatoes, yes, i With, like, those. some jamon iberico or whatever. I don't think it actually is jamon iberico, just because that stuff costs, like, 40 pounds a Well, an it's some kind of jamon. It. <laughs> it's probably serrano or something like that, because sure. I ate plenty of that last night. But the jamon iberico that they had 
for sale there because they don't sell at a lot of places. It's really expensive. Like one serving of it is forty dollars. Jesus fuck! Is yeah. it like amazing or? It's the top ham of all. There's like a whole <laughs> episode ham. of Brooklyn Nine Nine that surrounds a like a a hank of Yamoni Berko. Huh. It's when Charles Boyle solves the mystery because he knows snotty food. <laughs> um, yeah, but they just, they have, it's like the potato wrapped in the ham and then mm-hmm. you dip it in like an aioli. Yeah, I've had that before. It's good. good. I don't like, I don't love Cabrito though because it's just so expensive for the tiniest portions of oh, things. Okay, well then, fine. Fine! <laughs> it's just close by to It is, it is. Everything. But I remember those little fingerling potatoes was like $12 for like a few of them. It's probably like, true. Here. The patatas that we had were four dollars, so they were oh well. Very then good. fucking let's go to bodega. Or yeah, whatever. they have a really good happy hour where wines are I think five dollars for uh, six ounce, and then like there's five or six items that are all under six dollars that you can get. So it's pretty tight. Dang, runs from three to six. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Bodega, but if you want to, we will. Oh, sign. yeah. I mean, you probably don't want us to be spokespeople for any product. <laughs> Buy this thing. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rub my butthole on it. <laughs> Legislative brand red carpets. I'm going to rub my butthole on it. <laughs> Legislative brand. Oh, dear, dear. But anyway, so this is why you brought us fermented lemonade today. Yeah, I just really, I can't keep drinking the way that I used to because I, I have just sort of a just sort of a baseline real strong tolerance and could easily have like a bottle of wine a day for the rest of my life mm-hmm. um, and I don't really want to do that. Eventually it starts to eat away at your stomach a bit though. Honestly it makes you very ill after a while like it's um, and you know far be it from me to uh, do any kind of food or calorie shaming but alcohol has a lot of calories in mm-hmm. it and after a point it's just like I would rather eat the food yeah <laughs> I don't feel very satisfied. I when I had like six hundred calories of wine yesterday. I'm like, I could have had a sandwich and a half. <laughs> it could have been another entire meal. How was your week besides that nice, uh, nice dinner? Oh, it was. It was pretty good. I am um, back on my bullshit in terms of not being able to sleep. Oh, okay, <laughs> so not the best, but it's like been for a month. And then, of course, it gets worse when I'm about to get my period, and I am super about to get my period. Mm-hmm. So last night I was awake for three and a half hours. Didn't we just have our periods? How does time work? Yeah, a month ago. It oh. was a month ago. God damn it. Yeah. I'm not used to having one every month. <laughs> yeah, no, it's balls. I hate it. Uh, but, yeah, so I've had a very interesting week in terms of the human body, mm-hmm. um, because I've gotten all of the results for my battery of tests in, and... I've learned some very interesting things about Mm -hmm. myself. One of them, I do not have rheumatoid arthritis. That's great. Which is fabulous. I, in fact, don't have any sort of uh, rheumatic or inflammatory diseases. That is so good. Which is very, very cool. Those things are tricky to deal with. And my blood is really good. Uh, Like, all of my... Any vampires would agree. (laughs) Any vampires would agree that my blood levels are very similar to the way they were four or five years ago. My body's producing more platelets now, which is kind of cool. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to clot some stuff. I'm going to clot it right up. You got to get a cut. I'll heal that shit. (laughs) So that was cool. Um, And my x-rays, that was, so they did want to follow up with me because there was something wrong with my knees. Okay. Which was very cool. Because you were saying like, oh, I don't know if my knees hurting is just like a byproduct of other stuff. Is it because I'm overweight or is it because of like just, do I have genetically bad joints or something like that? But I have an answer. You brought your test results. (laughs) I did because they were the most unpronounceable things in the world. Oh, great. So here we go. The main knee joint compartments are normal. 
There is some thinning of the lateral patellofemoral joint spaces bilaterally, with lateral patellar tilting and mild lateral sublaxion of the patellae, especially on the left. Ooh, patellar sublaxion. But all other findings are unremarkable. <laughs> Summary. Early patellofemoral joint findings with mild patellar incongruency. Otherwise normal exam. So it's totally fixable with physio. So they're going to just, like, get your patella to be better? Yeah, basically my patella isn't coasting over my knee joint properly, and that's why it grinds so much when I move around, and that's why uh, it my bursitis isn't healing. Because it's, it's like there's there's friction happening there all the time. So, so yeah, uh, basically you... my doctor said to keep up with the um, new sort of meal plan that I've been working through to, like, lose a bit of weight really slowly. Uh, so she's really like, yeah, good, that's great. Um that plus regular physio plus regular exercise plus more walking like that's another thing I started doing because I quit when my Fitbit broke basically like I stopped walking for fun and I realized that that's the closest thing I have to meditation period like I just walk for an hour by myself listen to podcasts or listen to music and I just think about the things I want to think about and I look at dogs and I look at hot dads with their babies in crazy carrying mechanisms (laughs) and that's a fun time for me and I'm really really sad that I stopped doing it because I was like well if it's not counting it doesn't count oh which is really too bad and I guess it just it just goes to show that I really do need to sort of record good like quote-unquote good habits I don't know why I'm I'm couching it like that I just don't want to make people feel shitty for like not being in a position where they're making like positive changes like I've been stuck in a position for the last five years where I haven't really done anything positive for myself uh, other than lift weights. So I'm trying to do more good stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to just have your own journey. It's not a, it's not a, it's, <laughs> I hope so. It's not a judgment on anybody else. It's just this is what you're doing right now, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, no, it's cool. I'm um I like I have a an eating disorder, and it's it's very interesting for me to like look at what good like non-self-hating eating habits look like and the Tetris of trying to figure out the nutrients that I need at the Mm -hmm. end of a day or whatever. Like I told you that I ended up one night where my little, my fitness pal was like, Hey bud, you didn't have enough fat today. Are you feeling hungry? Cause that's probably why. So I was like, but it was just fat. So I had to mix peanut butter with butter and lick it off the spoon. (laughs) It was so goddamn delicious. (laughs) It's the best thing I've ever eaten. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's something your body needs anyway. Because it's something your body needs anyway. So that was a really funny thing, to just, like, sit up with a lollipop of my own making. <laughs> just, like, mm, legumes. Um, is the app called My Fitness Pal? It is. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Uh, it's, it's one that people have recommended to me for a really long time, but I thought, like... I've always found food tracking to be really, really upsetting and frustrating. Like, And this one, you can just scan every barcode of anything and it just like automatically populates the right amount for a serving all of the nutritional information all that kind of stuff so it's just like it's a matter of pushing a button rather than pushing like a hundred buttons to write down the thing mm-hmm. and like enter all the info what do you do if you're cooking for yourself through like i usually just there's a there's a app within the app that you an can apple the app? an apple the app it's it's just a, of a function of the app where you can plug in like all of the raw ingredients like in the amounts that you're like I just estimate right mm-hmm. so I'm like uh like you know like a pound of cabbage and a half a pound of chicken thighs and like all of the things and you just kind of throw it in there and how many servings does this break down into like six and so then it gives you the breakdown for each individual serving of the recipe it's a little bit of a pain in the ass but like once you've if you make like the same six or seven things over and over which I do 
you don't really have to make a lot of changes, right? Or sometimes I just it. put in sure. the, like, because I made beef and broccoli for myself the other night. And it was just broccoli, beef, and, like, basically soy sauce and a little bit of brown sugar. So mm-hmm. it was kind of, like, done. <laughs> so I like that. It's a, that's a nice thing. And, um, and it's gamified, which is something I, something my brain needs anyway. Because <laughs> I really, like, the Fitbit when I used it, it worked super, super well for me. I was really, really active. I like got these little challenges every few weeks. It was like, you've walked the entire length of Italy, which is always very cool. You're like, Ooh, suck on that. The Pope. <laughs> I don't care how young you are. <laughs> um, do you like having the, the gamify thing? Cause then you can look back on it and be like, I have been doing stuff. Cause oh, yeah. maybe like your brain would tell you like, you're not doing enough or whatever, and you can look yeah. back and be like, I've actually done a lot of things. I've walked all over Italy now. Like, yeah, well, exactly. And I was like, I, I, uh, I've I, definitely decided that I can't weigh myself weekly because that's just a bad plan. Because I don't want to weigh myself at all. But on the other hand, not weighing myself for several years meant that I just sort of mindlessly gained about 40 pounds. And it's like, why do my knees hurt all the time? Because mm-hmm. I'm carrying, like, a six-year-old around with me constantly. <laughs> so, and that's not a value judgment. Again, it just, like, mm-hmm. was like, oh, I wasn't, it doesn't paying feel... attention because I didn't want to. Yeah, and it wasn't like it wasn't really a um, for good reasons for me. And it doesn't feel good on your particular frame at this no. point. And so that's I think that's a totally legit like you assess how you feel in your own body. Yeah. And if your own body feels fine, like there's no reason to like do anything for mm-hmm. aesthetics. Yeah. No. For me, it was but... it was really like a, a a thing of going like, wow, I have not checked in with my physical self in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've I've just thought like I go to the gym three days a week, so I don't have to think about anything else, and I don't. But I I the thing is is that I was doing what you were doing basically, which is just like self medicating. Mm-hmm with food and with non-activity, quite honestly. Like, inertia is my drug. Mm. I love to lie in bed and not move around. Like, I love to just be super lazy. And I I didn't really look at the fact that I was getting more and more depressed. Like, the more I was eating and the more I wasn't moving, I was like, I'm treating myself. But I was, like, not treating myself at all. Like, I wasn't happy. I felt really terrible after all. I did all of these things and I would have to, like... And when I say did all of these things, I mean, like, asking Tessa to go out at, like, 9.30 and buy me, you know, a bag of chips and a pint of ice cream and a chocolate bar. And I would eat the whole thing. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not great. Like, it's okay to do that once in a while or something, but I was doing that at least once a week. And so, like, no big surprise that I was just, like, completely turned off to the world around me. Like, I, I really, like have been insensible sort of like 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 ricocheting around like a little pinball just in kind of your own little shell yeah and and just like not wanting anything to touch me you're not having an embodied experience no extremely not um so to just kind of go like well my health is weird right now I'm in pain a lot of the time I have to go talk to medical professionals so I've been like I did x-rays, I did blood work, I got a ultrasound, I did all this kind of shit, and it made me, like, literally look inside my body. Yeah. And realize, like, I, I'm the only one who has any control over any of this stuff, and a lot of the time I'm just, I just feel sort of, like, honestly pretty victimized just by having the body that I have, even though it works fine, even though it's strong. I'm just like, why does it not look the way that I feel like it's supposed to look? Mm-hmm. So that's... That sucks that no matter how, like, smart and cool and thoughtful I get, that I, I still am, you know, buttressed by those beliefs yeah. culturally. Well, I think that's really fucking hard to escape because yeah. it's everything. Like, it's all the things, yeah. yeah. But to come to terms with that and to just be like, 
I don't have to... I'm not punishing myself. I'm not trying to shrink myself down into something more acceptable. It's just like, I'm just trying not to obliterate myself with food anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way I can really do that is to actually track everything I eat for a while. Cause it's like so mindless for me. Like I don't mm -hmm. think about it and I'll just like, it's binging, it's binging and it's a real, it's its own drug, you know, the ghrelin and the oxytocin and everything yes, like the yeah. dopamine that comes out of you when you overeat like when you fill your stomach up so full and you're like oh I feel so safe now yeah. like I'm so full of these calories and that's how I feel when I go on a creamy pasta thing where it's like I just want my stomach to expand a little bit more because then it like it does something to all the nerves and neurons and whatever because yeah. your gut is like your second brain yeah right and it's just like oh it shuts everything down you it just, just like feel turns like everything a nice off. numbness yeah. like yeah. a warm bath yeah but it's like, oh, hey, we do have to feel our uncomfortable feelings, too. We're just not allowed. We don't, yeah. you know, it. you can just turn everything off and not face them, but it catches up to you eventually. And so it's like no matter what we're using as a tool to mm -hmm. shut that down, it's like, oh, no, I need to address, like, the things that are causing me stress or anxiety or pain yeah. or whatever yeah. and either make those changes or learn to accept the things you can, you know, serenity prayer here. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, and for me, and it's not everybody, but for me, it is to a degree an addiction. Mm -hmm. uh, and just like my coping strategy that I've always had, because it's always, you're always, no matter where you are in the world, you're allowed to eat. Like, mm -hmm. there are places you were not allowed to eat, obviously, but it's not like if you go to Saudi Arabia and you can't have alcohol, mm -hmm. you can fucking have a falafel when you're there. <laughs> you have 10 falafels, who's going to stop you? It is, it is something that's so... Um, it's so hard to talk about because I want, I am like pro fatness. I'm pro all bodies. I'm pro whatever feels right for mm -hmm. people. And, but I, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm not allowed to talk about this kind of stuff sometimes. So it, it's difficult and I'm glad that we have each other in the podcast so that I can just sort of like explore these difficult feelings. Mm -hmm. so they're tough. Um, but since I've just been like, well, I'm just gonna take care and see how long I can keep that up. I felt, better. Like I felt a lifting of the sort of fog that I've been feeling for the last few months where I just feel like I'm not getting mentally better despite playing with my meds so much. Yeah. 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 And I wonder if there's like the nutritional component of like, maybe your brain wasn't getting enough of the fat that Almost it needed certainly. or whatever, like to function, to burn for fuel or yeah. sugars or like I was eating a lot too, of... too much of one thing or yeah, a lot of simple carbs and just feeling like very sluggish. Cause like, why did I just eat five bowls of mini wheats? Mm -hmm. What did I need that for? Something like there. Yeah, there is a reason I need those things. Like there is like a baby inside of me that's crying that needs to be silenced somehow. Mm -hmm. So like I get it. But what happens if I don't numb myself mm -hmm. to those feelings and I have to just sit with them? Yeah. Or then like as you're tracking like your actual nutrition, then it's like, hey, you actually don't you didn't get any of this thing. Yeah. And then you eat that thing. And you feel better. And you feel better, and then you do that more over time, and it's just like, then your brain suddenly like, hey, I've got actually some of the chemicals that I need to make the good, good neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. And like, getting them regularly is the other thing. Like, getting yeah. that on a, on a very regular basis and letting your brain think that it can start to trust you again. For, <laughs> totally. But that was the, the most obvious change. The one that is, is very measurable for me is that, number one, I've had to, like, triple my protein intake, like, because that's just sort of a, a slight leaning, um, like a slight fat loss diet is much higher in protein mm. than a lot of other things. Um, and it actually isn't even like, it's still carbs is 40 fats, 30, uh, and, and protein is 30% of my diet, but that still means I'm eating like 150 grams of protein a day, which is so much. But 
I put 10 kilograms on my best deadlift this oh. week. Yeah. Like I went from lifting 55 kilograms to lifting 65 kilograms. In a lift. week? In a week. Ah, so, like, I mean, I probably could have gone up to 60 last week, mm-hmm. but um, I've been having to work with risers on my deadlifts because I have very long legs mm-hmm. uh, and a bit of a short lower back. So it's it's hard for me to get the full range of motion. And so the weights usually are stacked on um, other weight plates that keep them between two and three inches off the floor. But I was down to like an inch and a half. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up 65 kilos for four sets of five reps and it was super, felt really good. Nice. So it's like, yeah, you know that people that do weightlifting eat mostly protein they and eat a ton of protein. like that. Yeah. So but I figured like, oh, it's just some bullshit or whatever, but I had so much more energy f- huh. for stronger lifts. And I also went up in my bench press, uh, only two and a half kilos, but still for a woman, that's a lot. Dude. Yeah. That's five and a half pounds to go up in a short period. So I was just like, Bruh! just pushing it out and feeling like, feeling suddenly stronger. So that's cool. That is really cool. So that's been the majority of my week is just, you know, like hardcore personal responsibility and reckonings with that and trying to trying to be like a good person and and deal with my bitchy hormone levels at the same time. (laughs) But honestly, I feel like far less of a bitch than I normally do. So I wonder if, again, diet has something to do with that. I think just, yeah, having your systems get more in balance probably is helping a lot of stuff. Probably. If only I could get sleep to get on board with this shit. So thank you podcast listeners who have followed me for the last two years and listened to my bullshit about sleeping and eating and pooping and sleeping. You pooping good? <laughs> pooping okay. With all that protein. Pooping okay. It's, it's, it's a balance. You have to figure it out. <laughs> I need to talk to past guest Emily White and, and see what kind of fiber regime she thinks I should get onto. Yeah, wow. Well. She's going to send me a, like a psyllium cannon. We're doing like a like a house purge as well as a like body and habits kind of purge. Oh yeah, so, I saw. There's there's so much. Yeah, the the man of the house junked out all their fucking junk out of the garage because it was just like higgledy piggledy stacked weird shit I everywhere. Didn't know it was like, actually a garage. I know, right? <laughs> I thought it was just a shack in the back. Yeah, well now there's actually room that we could park our jeep in there if we wanted to, <gasps> but Amazing. we don't have an automatic door, so it would be a pain in the ass to like get out and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, so, but now there's tons of room that we can, like, hang bikes up properly. We can, like, actually access our camping stuff without having to wade through, like, an old belt sander that we threw away at the dump today. I got to, I got to go to the dump five times. No, three times. See, look, I always exaggerate. You are an exaggerator. (laughs) Which dump did you have to go to? The North Vancouver Transfer Station. I love going to the dump. (laughs) I do! The one in Coquitlam is ballin'. (laughs) What? Tell me why. Okay, well, um, the last time I actually did a full, proper dump at the dump, because um, I went recently and just did recycling, which is a much faster little thing, because yeah. when you go to the dump dump, you have to drive through, like, all of these, like, past these weird buildings, and then you have to go to, like, the designated giant building to dump all of your weird shit. So, like, anything that wasn't, you know, that isn't going to leak toxicity or whatever mm-hmm. gets thrown into, like, just a pile. Yes. And I had this, you know, my ratty old massage table. Yeah. I had to throw it out there and I had to like swing it around like a, like to get it onto the pile. Yeah, you have to like, I had to hammer throw it. (laughs) It was super funny. But I was just like, damn, there's so much shit in here. And the guy who was working was like, yeah, (laughs) it's the dump. Yeah, it's the dump. People get rid of a lot of stuff here. I was like, this is your everyday, hey? He's like, yes, there's always someone fascinated by the dump. It's usually a five year old, though. (laughs) 
Yeah, I saw some stuff like in the giant piles. I was I like, that's a perfectly good bed frame. That's a good table. Like people are throwing stuff out. Like I think they just like we did where we're like, fuck it, we're just purging. Like our little, our sweet neighbor who's like this sweet Chinese lady. Her English has gotten like way better in the last two years, by the way. I think her kids come home and visit her more. That's good. Um, Because she was like, yeah, we could communicate in like full sentences today, which is like normally we'd just have hand gestures. But she was just like, yeah, my son came and, like, he cleaned up the upstairs and the downstairs of my house and, like, just threw everything away. And so, but she's like, but there's so much good stuff. And she's looking at our piles of, like, wood. She's like, that's still good. You could still, like, my husband would have made something out of that. But, you know, he's not around anymore. Yeah, he died. He got murdered. Oh, God! (laughs) When I was in Scotland, the next door neighbor man got murdered by somebody over, like, five five bucks worth of cans or whatever. Someone hit him in the head. I'm sorry. Did I never tell you this oh story Oh my before? God. No, you must have. I was just like, I, I blocked out neighbor murder. Yeah. It was a neighbor manslaughter, I assume. Yeah. I don't think the guy probably no. meant to kill him over cans. No. That's so fucking so sad. So sad. And then it's just the two old ladies that live together now without the guy. Yeah. Don't kill he people. He wasn't even that old. It was sad. Don't kill people. But, I feel very strongly about this. Yeah, but so she was really nice, but we were just like, no, we're throwing it away. She's like, but it's still good. I'm like, mm, do you want it? She's like, no. I'm like, well, no, neither do we. Yeah, so, and you don't really sorry. have like a wood-burning fireplace or anything like well, that. Well, we so. could have, I suppose, chopped it up into firewood and taken it camping or whatever like we do with Ed's guitar wood. It's fun to burn like really expensive hardwood from like Brazil and Australia. It smells and stuff. good. It smells like cinnamon, like the Paduk stuff smells like cinnamon when wow. you burn it or like vanilla and it's just like just scraps and offcuts that he couldn't make into anything else. So it's like I'm burning fancy Adirondack spruce right now. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, just junking out. We just we did throw a lot of stuff away that was perfectly good. Like we had seven doors that were just in the garage because they when Ed first moved in, they took all the doors off of the lower part of the house to make it just an open. Every single oh, there was doors. Every single. Th- like archway was a door. If you think about it, it was oh, so then it would have been like five separate rooms in a weird way. That's very strange. Yeah. So now it's just all open. And so he's like, they were saving it. Cause it's like, well, you know, once we move out, we'll have to put the doors back on. But like the doors have been sitting in the fucking shed for 20 years. They're very bad. And so we just threw them away this time. And it's like, if they get mad about the doors, like the landlady's come in and seen that there are no doors. I think they don't give a shit. And it's also like, this house is not going to be reclaimed in order to be refurbished. Yeah. If it, if, except if by me point. if I buy it. <laughs> yeah, except it. by you if you buy it, and in which case you don't need the doors. Exactly. But I'm just thinking, like, if your landlady were to sell this, it would not be to for someone to move into this house. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we just, so we got rid of, like, three big truckloads, two of, like, garbage and one of just cardboard, basically. And now, and, like, John washed the whole shed out, like, mm-hmm. the floor, like, scrubbed it all and hosed it all down and stuff, so now it's, like, clean, there's no more rat shit in there. Oh, nice. Um, It's, like, I used to go in and get my bike and just, like, make noise and, like, try to scare things away. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. It's, we're pretty, we're pretty fucking trashy in terms of, like... I feel like we really went full body, like, into spring cleaning across the board. Yeah. Like, bodies and houses. Yeah. It's just, Ed and I really had, like, a thing where we're like, fuck, it's really easy to just take off and do a day trip of camping, and it Mm -hmm. makes us feel so much better to just be in the woods, absorb green, Mm -hmm. smell fresh air, and, like, so we want to do that easier, so it's like, we need to make our camping stuff way more accessible so we can just chuck it in. And we had to, like, unpack the whole garage to get our stuff to go camping. Yeah. You gotta be able to just uh, gas and go. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. 
That's um, awesome. And that's really good. And then also just, yeah, both of us making a pact together to just, like, let's cook more at home, let's have more people over just for social things, let's drink less, mm-hmm. and just have, like, try to save some money. Just all of the things. And it's like, you know, I wonder, it's like, are we trying to take on too much all at once, but they all kind of go together. Mm-hmm. So here's hoping that we can stick to that bullshit for at least like the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I really, I, I, I kind of prefer being well behaved right now. Just, uh, I just like, I, when I do something that doesn't feel like it's the right thing to do, I just feel so guilty about it mm-hmm. these days. But it's also just like my body rebels. Yeah. Like, like three wines. And my body's like, hey, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to make your life a living hell. Not even. I like. I'm not. I don't have a headache. I don't really have a hangover. But I just feel like I'm just slightly poisoned. Yeah. Just slightly poisoned. Totally. Just a light soupçon. <laughs> just a soupçon of of le poison. And we're just you know we're getting older. You're start. You started a skincare regime as well. Oh my god! Yeah. Tell I me. Tell that. me about your skincare regime. Oh well, I have it. My regime. <laughs> it's just such a funny word for it. Regimen. I mean, yeah, but both of them are just really funny words. It's just, it just sounds so, um, militaristic. Yeah, well, you gotta combat them wrinkles. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I haven't received the products yet, but oh. the the items everybody has been talking about in the world of skincare, the thrilling world of goo for your skin face. <laughs> but, uh, I got some of the ordinary products, uh, that should be arriving on Monday or Tuesday, I think. Some serums and some Some serums. Creams. I got a, I got a, uh, uh... Um, a rosehip oil moisturizer and some hyaluronic acid and some retinoids to, to, I don't know what the fuck they do, but it looks cool and I'm going to put goo on my face. Nice. And I love to moisturize. And since I've started just having all of these weird products from Sephora, like in samples and stuff, I've noticed that my skin looks a little bit brighter and a little bit smoother. You so look nice. Thank you. I'm not really wearing any you makeup. glowy. Um, I'm excited about my week in Victoria because I have the whole, like, just a hotel room to myself. How many masks are you taking I'm with you? I'm going to take a mask a day. <laughs> the mask a day club. <laughs> yeah, different different kinds of face masks from various places. Um, I'm probably going to do the, like, baby foot thing again because that, Now like, that you know that it's disgusting? Now that I know how dis- and how long it takes to kick in, I'll do it right on Sunday night so that it'll, like, hopefully have sloughed off by the time I get home. <laughs> or you'll just come home with your, like, weird Parmesan cheese feet? Mm-hmm. My feet are disgusting, though, right now. Mine are so rough and disgusting. But, like, I kind of like it because I was walking on, like, sharp rocks and stuff like you couldn't that. Couldn't feel a thing. Couldn't. So maybe I just need to keep that until... After, but, like, I've got, like, janky-ass toenails and, like... It's bad, man. I got gross feet. Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm trying to be, like, a little more femme and less dirtbag. Did you know that in Swiss German, grandfather is gross puppy? (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing so much harder than I expected you to. And where that comes from is uh, my cousin's wife, Suzanne, posted a memorial post for her grandfather, who was 102. And she was like, I miss you, gross puppy. <laughs> it's probably like gross puppy or something like that, but gross puppy is so funny. I'm just thinking of like a Mexican guy. Like oh, poppy. Like, hey, puppy. Yeah, but gross puppy. It's like, he's stop, gross. stop catcalling me, gross puppy. Or he's just like, he's got a runny nose and he won't wipe it. Oh, what a gross puppy. Oh, no. Why does he think he's so cool? His uh, nose is running. Oh. oh, that tickled me. 
There's a factoid for you today. Thank you. You're welcome. I saw I saw a toddler with a fishing rod today. It was very cute. Oh my there god! Were, What's he gonna catch? There were two little kids, and uh, one like the little girl had like a little hoodie with little ears on it, which I think should be mandatory for all children because it just brings me such joy. Yes. And they have these little fishing rods that have like a little fish that clips on over the hook, so when they're too little for the hook, they can just dangle the little fish. And then when they're old enough, you take that cover off and you can put bait on it and they can fish. Because we've been looking at children's fishing rods because we want to have babies and teach them how to fish. Oh my god, teach <laughs> Make me your baby. Teach me how to fish. I mean, I know how. I just... <laughs> teach a baby and give a baby a fish. <laughs> <laughs> that baby will eat for a day. <laughs> teach a baby to fish. That baby is too powerful. <laughs> that baby will probably get a hook caught in their body at some point. Oh, I definitely... part of it. If that doesn't happen to someone in your... Uh, Small extended family, then you probably have not enjoyed summer before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how many times I've seen a fish hook get caught in someone twice, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. In the butt or the back. Shoulder. Mm. Shoulder. This time I'm thinking, yeah. Poor Kevin. I've definitely seen Ed get his fish hook caught on the back of his pants before, and then he like, and he then went, he like, fished whoop. himself into, the, he cast <laughs> yeah. himself into the ocean. I wish he was if he was powerful enough to do so, but it was very cute. It looked like a cartoon, like <laughs> hung up. At the end of uh, a Goofy movie when uh, when <laughs> Max and Goofy, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm not horny for that movie like you are. When <laughs> <laughs> Max and Goof get to the end and they go to the Powerline concert and they end up on stage and Goofy has to dance but he doesn't know how to dance so Max is like, Dad, do the perfect cast. And he does this really elaborate fishing cast. That's very sweet. And then Powerline is like, whoa, where'd you get those cool moves, daddy-o? Oh my god. And everybody does the, the moves. It's cool. It's a great film. You're Perfect so, film. You're so horny for that movie. Me and all divorced d- children of divorced dads. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm a child of divorced dads. I just like dad-centric entertainment. Yeah. It's nice to, nice to see good dads being good. Yes. Yeah. It is. Making high dad soup. The two people who know the movie are like, yeah, they did that in the film. Okay. I was like, I know. It's just all alphabet soup is is called high dad soup because he would eat all of the letters until it just ended up saying hi dad. That's very cute. Yeah, it's a really cute movie. (laughs) Damn it. Oh my God. Am I going to have to watch a fucking goo? You said you were like obsessed with Disney stuff yesterday or something? Yeah, I've been, uh, I don't know, like I was listening to a lot of Disney music and uh, Spotify has just, like people just make fucking playlists and they can just do that like that's just legal you can just and it's fine and i can't believe that quite honestly mm-hmm. is this jump no this is idy from a goofy movie oh my god <laughs> It's so cheesy. Well, it's also from 1995, so what do you want? It so is from 1995. Oh my god, that's... Speaking from 1995, I I, I watched an episode of what was my favorite show from 1995 to 1998, which was Sybil. Sybil Shepherd's show. Oh my goodness. With her and, yeah, my tastes were... Very, like, mature. Quite sophisticated. I was like, oh yes, when when Phrase is over, can we please watch Sybil? (laughs) 
And it was such a it was such a weird thing, and I was like, oh my god, this is so so 1995, 1996. And I think that was the sort of the years that I started really reliably building memories, ah, where they're all still yes. kind of just there. And there was like a, there was a scene in it where the daughter that I always had a crush on, who's this redhead played by Alicia Witt, who's like a super fox, um, she says to her pregnant sister in one scene, like, let's go to, let's go to this event, pretend to be a lesbian couple, and I'm your, I'm your post-operative transsexual lover, <laughs> or something like that. I was wow. like, that was a really odd thing to say on this TV. Are you just looked her up? She's yeah. hot. Oh hey? my gosh, I know this actress. Yes, of course you do. What other stuff is she in? A million things. She also really looks. She reminds me a lot of the girl from um, uh, Six Feet Under, but mm-hmm. it's not the same person. I can't she... remember what else she was in. She was very popular in the '90s and then hasn't really done anything since. Yeah, she was in Dune. Well, I was in Dune. Yeah, Friday Night Lights, I guess. Oh yeah. Which I also haven't watched. There's a lot of TV series that I could totally... In Vanilla Sky. Oh my god, we are just reaching for content today. Oh, hey? I was just getting excited because she's so pretty. Yeah, she's super hot. <laughs> That's all. But yeah, it was it was, a, it was like, why don't I just try Sybil? Because I used to love this show, and I like recognized the episode immediately. And That's was like, funny. oh yeah, I have a very strong memory of this. Like, that my parents, to punish me, used to like ban me from watching Sybil. <laughs> Well, and all TV, but I was like, no, the Sybil season finale's this week. Remember when that used to be a thing where it's like, no, you can't watch the next episode. It's like, but then I'll miss it and I'll never be able to see it again. Like you Kids just today couldn't. don't know how good they have it. <laughs> you can watch all of your shows on demand. Yeah, whatever. and if you ever get in trouble, punishment's not real anymore. Because then you can just binge watch your TV. Like. In your room, on your tablet, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I wish somebody would ground me so I didn't have to go out. Aw, it sounds like you're grounding yourself a little bit. I'm sorry I'm grounded. I can't come out and play. I can only go to work in the gym and grocery shopping and uh, things that aren't with you. (laughs) But I'm grounded. Yeah, it sounds like you're grounding yourself. You're doing a little bit of self-parenting around. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the trick. I don't know. I think we talked about this in the podcast, but just like treating yourself like a dog or like a baby that you have to take care of. And just being like, you have to, you know, sometimes wrench chocolate out of your own mouth. You're like, that's going to make you sick. <laughs> what are you doing? No, I want it. You don't. You're ti- you're just tired. You need to go to bed. No, I'm not tired. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely. Tired? Definitely tired. Yeah. It's, I feel like because my week was condensed and because I have to go to Victoria tomorrow, I just have like tried to cram in so much today that I, like, forgot, met, met, like, messed up our recording time, wound up doing all this other shit. Um, I still have, like, four things to uh, four things to do today. <laughs> four more things. But I've got people coming over for band practice. I don't want to cancel that, so I'm just going to, like, have to, it out. have to do them tomorrow. They have to get done before tomorrow at three, so I just will do them. Yep. And That's how you do. execute. Just be a task, task mistress. Get executed. <laughs> That was me dying. <laughs> oh, don't die! <laughs> I read a very good uh, article about Anne Boleyn. Oh, I was just going to ask if you... Okay, what did we do right before we started the podcast uh, that we recorded that we had, like, a moment of, like, painful... Cold spicy. Yes. I was just... I was pouring the uh, the lemonade, and I was like, oh, do you... And you were immediately were like, yeah, mint is just cold spicy. I was like... Why the fuck did you know that's exactly what I was going to say? There was absolutely no preamble whatsoever. But I, I understood how your brain worked because the fizz, it was like a cold fizz that sounded like a sizzle. Yeah, you were like, ooh, sizzle. And I was like, oh, have you heard about cold spicy? 
have you heard the good news? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I have. I saw a tweet that referenced the Tumblr post that you then posted on Tumblr. Yes, yeah, have, you, have you heard the good news that mint is just cold spicy? <laughs> that was very funny. And then executed, and I was like, oh, the Anne Boleyn article yeah. by Anterio. Yes. Yeah. I really liked it. She's got a whole long read series of Queens of Infamy. I would read the shit out of more Tudor books. Like, I know that it's like... A very... And none of the stuff in that article was unknown to me, but no. I still really liked reading it. And she it. writes in such a funny, engaging way. Jane fucking Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I really... I definitely want more books for the summer, because I want to yes. be able to go down to the pool and, like, go for a swim and read and... Oh my god, I want so many books. And just get away from screen time stuff, but I'm just like, fuck, man. If Philippa Gregory hasn't put out anything more, like, I need to find more historical fiction. Yeah. I would read War of the Roses, Tudor stuff, any day. I just really like that time period. It was so clashy, and I know that it's kind of been almost overdone, and maybe I could branch out to other... No. cultures or other histories, but I really like it. Oh, I'm immediately defending you from yourself right now. I'm like, yeah. no, it's good to like it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You can read all the stuff about like what was happening in France or the Netherlands or whatever at that time, too. I just really like yeah. that time period. I like legit like it's every kind of Protestant historical Refor fiction. Reformation kind of shit. It was really interesting. The only kind of historical fiction I'm probably not interested in is American history. Yeah. I just don't really... Civil War, Revolutionary War doesn't really do anything for me. I already had my six months that I liked Hamilton, and I'm really glad to be out of it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, when it comes to, like, I want to see stories about women in history. Yes. That's all I care about. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite thing. Um, I think I talked about Jack Dawes last week that I finished uh, a Ken Follett book. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I was very... I really like his books a lot, but he only has the one series, really, about the olden, olden times. Yeah. And you've read them. I have. Because you're insatiable. Mm. What else can I read? I you've need... already read all the Kate <clears throat> Quinn stuff. There's I a couple did. more of hers that I haven't read. Um, I read, like, a random series that I would never have found out about, but it was... Um, like Scotland slash Ireland slash England, um, in like a time where there was kings and <laughs> I don't know, like I don't even know what time period it was. It's like that is not narrowed down. Yeah, no, but it was like in a time. It was when they were very like tribal still. Okay. And, like yeah, living in duns and things like that. Like the early dark ages. Or... I don't even know. Like so that's the problem. But it was just like you know. Are we cool. talking like the pits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the Dalriata and, like, all those... Anyway, very Crazy. cool, and so it was a good three books, and I'm just like, uh -huh, more. Boudicca, Boudicca. I would love to read some Boudicca books. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I just need to basically, like, I need... Like a book sommelier to just be like, yeah. or like a mixologist. Like a you use Goodreads at all for that? I don't. And perhaps I, do they recommend stuff based on the things that you've already they read? They do. Yeah. I um. I mean, I I plugged in a lot of stuff for a little while. I haven't been updating it at all lately. Mm. I, I until like two years ago, for about three years, I did the reading challenge every year. Yep. But I found that really like a lot of pressure on myself for no reason because nobody cares if you finish <laughs> it. But I was just like, people will judge me. <laughs> Fucking who? A librarian? No. Not likely. No, librarians are your friends. They're there to help you. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, i got to stop doing that. But on the other hand, then I haven't... It's like the gamification thing is that I need to do it really reliably or I just don't ever do it again. And I let it fall off the mm -hmm. face of the earth. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, but in terms of like book Somalia, yes, yes, they do specific recommendations for you. You can, you can sign up to receive like certain genre newsletters. So it'll give you new releases. Mm. I find it really useful, um, in terms of that. Um, but I use that in a combination of friends, um, telling me stuff. I basically ask, uh, English friends, Becca and Kim to recommend books to me. Cause nice. Becca especially like really knows the kind of books I want to read. So, nice. so just ask her. <laughs> okay. Or like pass on recommendations to me from her or whatever. But like, will. so more of that stuff, mm-hmm. I, I do, there was that tweet that was like, bisexual is people that like science fiction and like people of all genders, and pansexual is people that like fantasy and like people, I'm like, I think I'm pansexual. Yeah, I'm definitely bisexual, so. (laughs) I saw another tweet that was like, if you're horny for like goats that play, like, or men that play flutes that look, I'm just Then you're pansexual. I'm like, I guess I'm pansexual. I I don't feel comfortable identifying with that term at all, but. But all signs point to. Yeah. But I really, because I've been getting more into Dungeons and Dragons stuff, I will totally read a fantasy series that's like long and in depth and full of minutia. And... Full of minutia. So like, I know that people have these fantasy series that they read, but I don't know what they are. It seems like an inaccessible world to me, which mm. I know is so. Dumb, I think uh, like... if you if you want something that's fun to read, it's just honest to god, anything from Discworld is so funny. I've read most of those. Okay, already. Yeah. you've already had them. So yeah. I love yeah. Just to anybody, I love the witches series mm-hmm. from Discworld. They're my favorites. Mm-hmm. I still haven't read any of the newer ones that feature Tiffany Aching, which is Tessa's favorites. Nice. So. Well, I just like cool lady witches. You know, I just I see a book and then I'm like, okay, I have to then go online, figure out, is this the first in a series yep. or what? And then I have to find the first thing yeah. and like, blah, blah, blah. I do have an N.K. Jemison book, which is so sci-fi. I've been wanting to read her for forever. Yeah, so I bought that in at Powell's Books and then haven't even cracked it yet. So I think I'll start there. Okay. Because I already own it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go through, I've been reading Moshe Kasher's. Um, oh, really? Yeah, his his biography or like Kasher in the Rye? Yeah, and... I just held off buying it for a really long time, and then I saw his, like, half-hour stand-up special with Natasha where he talks a lot about his childhood, I'm like, I want to read this. Yeah. And fuck did he ever get into some very bad things. Yeah, like, yeah. And he writes really beautifully, actually. There's I really want to read there's that. There's some poetic stuff I will lend it to you. Thank or, you. I mean, buy it to support artists. Sorry. I think he's got <laughs> enough money, probably. Okay. He's fine. <laughs> but... Buy Charlie Demers' books. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I should get, actually, the one about property values one. or yeah. whatever. Um... So yeah, there's a there's a couple of a couple of summer reads. That, oh that we god, yeah, we, we need like a we need like a recommendations for, so we can do another book club episode. Basically, totally. I uh, uh, like I said, I just finished Jack Dawes and I loved it very much. And then I read uh, a book called The Core of the Sun, which is one of the weirdest books I've read in a while. Okay. The the actual genre is is called colloquially Finnish weird. Oh, um, so it's a Finnish author. I believe it's a work in translation, um, and it's about it's very similar to a degree to. Um, to the Handmaid's Tale, insofar as like, it's a eusistocratic us, society, like a health-based society. So one that like Ooh. it's eugenics, basically, oh, okay. um, where through about six generations of selective breeding, they've made women more docile, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that are docile are considered like femme women, they're called, or Eloys, which is a, a word from H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. And any women who are born who don't have those features, like round heads, like uh, early puberty, all this kind of stuff, anyone who doesn't have those features and who is like too smart or whatever, they're called Morlocks. So it's very, or like unwomen or whatever. So Ooh. it's, um, so it concerns the story, uh, a, a Morlock who is able to pass herself off as an Eloy pretty effectively because she had a little sister who was, so she just imitated her and everything. And But the big thing about the, the book is 
uh, about the illicit chili pepper trade into Finland as the all spice. all other drugs have been, you know, like there hasn't been tobacco or alcohol in forever, but capsation uh, or capsaicin is like the new drug. So like the uh, the person who's narrating the story, she like is a is a spice addict essentially, ah. and so she's like she like gets her fixes from like. Uh, like Turkish Anthony, Anthony dick. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> jars of like Turkish uh, jalapenos or whatever, and and like she ends up with this. Uh, a lot. It's it's really similar in a lot of ways to uh, to um, the Handmaid's Tale because she like gets in with these like fancy farmer people who like want to use her grandmother's land to like grow chili peppers, but also do biodynamic farming and stuff. So it was like mm. one of the weirdest books I've read in a while. Was it enjoyable? Oh yeah, great. I really liked it. I think I would enjoy. I would give it. That. I would give it a solid three point eight out of five based <laughs> on the Goodreads rubric. But it's I'd normally rate books way too high, so I feel like that's a very accurate yeah, number. Cool. So yeah, uh, those are the two books I read recently that I really loved, and um, I would love to find anything that's even remotely like the caveman sex books. I know. I want more. Well, that's kind of what fantasy stuff history. is. But like, but I yeah. want like real ancient yeah. history fiction. Yeah. Where people are making stone tools and yeah, like, I just got to read those books again. Yeah, like little community things. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, like, anything to do with communes or... How about, like, indigenous history Yes, absolutely. I've read, um, there's a bunch... Oh, God, you just reminded me. Like, two years ago, I read this whole, like, series by an indigenous author about, like, like, tribes up in the Arctic, basically. Mm -hmm. And, oh, God, it was so good, and I can't remember the names of any of the characters or the name of the author right now. But if I can remember, I'll put it in the write-up, because... Oh my god, they were great. They were just really, really like I, I plowed through them so quickly. I felt like I was trying to eat the books almost. Nice. So, so yeah, that that kind of stuff is just so far up my alley. Like uh, Island of the Blue Dolphins is another one. Have you read that oh, one? No, I have not. That's from I want to say way back, like probably like the forties. Um, and it's about this girl whose family is like they're like an islander family, and their family are attacked by the Aleutians, um, and. So basically, I think it's, like, near San Diego is where this is happening, but, like, years before there's any kind of colonization. And so her family, like, all gets, like, murdered or taken away, and she ends up, like, alone on this island, and it's just oh, her it's, adventures it for the It has the, the survivalist theme that we really like. Yes. Yes, please. So it's, it's a lot, like, it's a little bit like the girls' version of Hatchet by Gary Paulson. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I really, yeah, if anybody has any recommendations as far as that goes, I'm so deeply into that. I love survival um, small communities working together to survive. So, like, uh, the parable of the sower and the parable of the talents by, um, uh, shit, Octavia Butler. Oh. Those are two great books that e that end up a lot being about, like, communal living okay. and, and well, safety. Now I have, like, seven things that I want to yeah. read just from this conversation. So, yeah, based Thank on you. this conversation, if you have any books to recommend to us, please do, because we just want to eat books all summer. Seahagspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we want to eat books, not overeat binge-eating yeah. food. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd catch me just eating fudgesicles, because they, like, have no nutrition in them at all, and they're just delicious. So. <laughs> <laughs> just having those by the pool and with kombucha. Yeah, that sounds really nice yes. so summer make goals. our dreams come true summer goals let's just we, we won't be dirt baggy as we were last summer let's be lazy in a fun like like good way <laughs> <laughs> let's be lazy in a way that's not just totally making our brains turn to mush yeah and our butts turn to mush yeah mush butt you're a mush butt you're a mush butt Kay. i love your mush butt i love you okay, bye, bye. <laughs>